Joseph was on his deathbed, surrounded by his brothers. When Joseph was about to die, he said to his brothers, God will truly visit you, and you'll take my bones away from here. Joseph died at the age of 110, he was embalmed and put in a coffin. Joseph was the son of Jacob, Jacob was also called Israel. Jacob had twelve sons, ten of them were able to work with the flocks and in agriculture. When Joseph, who was the second youngest, was old enough to work with his brothers, he worked with them. One day, Joseph gave an awful review about what his older brothers were doing at work. Because of that, his older brothers hated him. But not only because of that, Joseph was Jacob's preferred son, and Jacob gave him a colorful coat. Joseph also had two dreams. In his first dream, his older brothers and himself were tying bundles of wheat, and out of nowhere, the bundles of wheat escaped from their hands. Joseph's bundle was surrounded by the bundles of his brothers, and the bundles of the older brothers bowed down to his bundle. In his second dream, the sun, moon, and eleven stars bowed down to Joseph. One day, Joseph's older brothers went to Shechem to feed Jacob's flocks. Sometime later, Jacob sent Joseph to Shechem to check on the work of his older brothers. When Joseph arrived at Shechem, he couldn't find his older brothers. Someone found Joseph, wandering around in the field. He asked Joseph, What are you looking for? I'm looking for my brothers. Please tell me where they're feeding the flocks. They've left this place. I've overheard them say, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went to Dothan and found his older brothers there. Joseph's older brothers noticed him from a distance, headed to them. Then they planned to kill Joseph. The oldest brother, Reuben, differed from his other brothers and suggested that they throw Joseph into an empty pit. When all the brothers agreed to toss Joseph into a pit alive, for some unknown reason, Reuben left his brothers to do something. When Joseph got to his older brothers, they grabbed him, took off the colorful coat that his father had made for him, and tossed him into a pit. Meanwhile, as the other brothers ate some food, they noticed a caravan of Ishmaelites. Judah, the fourth son, suggested that they sell Joseph to them. All the other brothers who were there agreed. So they sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites. Sometime later, Reuben went to the pit. Reuben was planning to save Joseph and send him back to their father. When Reuben realized that Joseph wasn't in the pit, he tore his clothes, went straight to his brothers, and said, The boy isn't there and now what can I do? They decided to kill a young goat, and stain Joseph's coat with its blood. When they returned to their father, they showed it to him and asked him if he knew if the coat belonged to Joseph. Jacob instantly recognized that it was Joseph's coat and he exclaimed, My son's coat. A wild animal that's evil has killed him. Jacob then tore his clothes, wore sackcloth, and cried for Joseph for many days. Joseph was taken to Egypt, where he was sold to Potiphar, who was the captain of the guard. God was with Joseph and made what he did prospered. Potiphar noticed that God was with Joseph and Joseph also found favor in his sight. So he made Joseph the supervisor over his house, along with everything he had, except for the food. Joseph was good-looking, making him attract the attention of Potiphar's wife, even though he didn't want to. Potiphar's wife eventually said to Joseph, Lay with me. Joseph always refused to commit adultery with her by lying with her. He always refused, even though she insisted that Joseph lay with her. Every time she told Joseph to lay with her, he wouldn't listen. One day, nobody was in Potiphar's home, except for Potiphar's wife. When Joseph entered the home to work, Potiphar's wife saw him, so she grabbed his clothes and told him, lay with me. Joseph ran away, leaving his clothes with Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife got tired of Joseph refusing to lay with her, 
So she screamed out loud. The servants outside ran inside to see what had happened. Ponifar's wife lied to them, telling them that Joseph attempted to rape her, making her scream for help, which made him run away, leaving his clothes behind. When Potiphar arrived back home, his wife told him the same thing. Death sentence was common in cases of rape, but Potiphar had doubts over what his wife said to him, so he just had him thrown into the prison where Pharaoh's prisoners were confined. God was still with Joseph, even though he was imprisoned. God gave him favor in the prison manager's sight. The manager decided to make Joseph in charge of all the prisoners in the prison. God made whatever Joseph did, prosper. Sometime later, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker offended Pharaoh, making him mad at them. Pharaoh had them thrown into prison. They were put into the same prison that Joseph was in. In the prison, Joseph looked after them. After some days of being imprisoned, they both had a dream on the same night. In the morning, when Joseph went to them, he noticed that they were worried. So he asked them, how come you guys are so sad today? We both dreamed a dream, and nobody's an interpreter here. Don't interpretations belong to God? Please tell me your dreams. So the cupbearer told Joseph his dream. In my dream, I saw a vine in front of me. It budded, and its blossoms produced clusters of ripe grapes. I had Pharaoh's cup in my hand. So I took the grapes and squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup. Then I put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. Joseph told him that the dream's meaning was that in three days, Pharaoh was going to restore his position as cupbearer and that he'll give Pharaoh his cup on his hand again. Then Joseph said to him, When things go fine with you, remember me. Please show kindness to me, mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this place. Because I was stolen from the Hebrews' land and I hadn't done anything to deserve to be placed in this dungeon. Then the chief baker told Joseph his dream. In my dream, I had three baskets on my head. The top basket contained many types of baked goods for Pharaoh. Then the birds came and ate everything that was in the baskets. Joseph told him that the dream's meaning was that in three days, Pharaoh was going to have him beheaded, then to hang his headless body, and that the birds were going to eat his body. After three days came Pharaoh's birthday. He set up a feast for all of his servants. Pharaoh called for the chiefs that he put into prison to be brought to him. To the chief cupbearer, he gave him his position as cupbearer again. To the chief baker, he ordered that they chopped off his head. After they beheaded him, they hanged his headless body. The birds of the sky went and ate the body of the chief baker. Two entire years passed by, and the chief cupbearer didn't remember Joseph. But Pharaoh then had two dreams which troubled him. In the morning, he called for all the Egyptian magicians and wise men. Pharaoh told them the dreams he had, but they couldn't interpret them. Then the chief cupbearer told Pharaoh, I've remembered my oversight today. When you were mad at the chief baker and I, you threw us into prison. The chief baker and I had a dream one night. There was a young Hebrew man with us. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us. What he interpreted for us, it happened. You restored my position as cupbearer, and the chief baker was hanged. Pharaoh instantly called for Joseph. Joseph trimmed his hair and put on other clothes to present himself to Pharaoh. When Joseph arrived, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I've had a dream that nobody can interpret. But I've heard that you're able to understand dreams and interpret them. It's not me who will give Pharaoh an answer of peace, it's God who will. So Pharaoh told Joseph his dreams. In my dream, I was on the side of the river when seven good-looking, fat cows came out of the river, and they ate at the meadow. Then seven other cows came out of the river. But these cows were miserable, extremely ugly, and skinny. I've never seen such horrible ugliness in the whole land of Egypt. These horrible ugly cows ate the seven first good-looking, fat cows. 
After they ate them, no one was able to tell that they've eaten them, because they were still just like the beginning, ugly. Then I woke up. But in my next dream, I saw seven full and good heads of grain spring up from one stalk. Then I saw seven other heads of wheat spring up, but these were withered, thin, and scorched by the east wind. These thin heads destroyed the seven good heads of wheat. I've told this to the magicians, but no one could explain it. Joseph then told Pharaoh that the seven cows and the seven heads of wheat represented seven years of abundance, and that the seven ugly cows and the seven withered heads represented seven years of horrible famine. He said that the famine will be so bad that the years of prosperity will be forgotten. Then Joseph told him what he should do to prepare for the seven years of famine. Pharaoh liked Joseph's suggestions and made him governor over all of Egypt, so that he could prepare for the seven years of famine. Pharaoh gave Joseph a new name, Saphnath Paniah, and he gave him Asenath as a wife and during the years of abundance, Joseph stored food from all over Egypt. Joseph also had two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim were their names. After seven years of storing food, the famine arrived. The famine soon spread beyond Egypt and affected multiple other places. The food Joseph had stored wasn't open to be sold to the public yet. When Egypt's citizens ran out of food, they went to Pharaoh and cried to Pharaoh for food. Then Pharaoh directed them to Joseph, who then opened the storage rooms and sold the food to the people. By now, the famine had spread all over the world. In Jacob's settlement, the famine struck hard. Jacob soon heard that there was food in Egypt, prepared and already selling. So he sent the ten eldest sons to Egypt to buy food. He didn't send the youngest one with them to Egypt, because he worried that something disastrous could happen to him. When Joseph's brothers arrived in Egypt, they bowed down to him, reminding Joseph about his dreams. Joseph was able to recognize them, but they couldn't recognize him. Joseph spoke to them using a translator, so they wouldn't know that he could understand them. Where do you come from? From Canaan to buy food. You're spies. You've come to see the land's weakness. What? No my lord. We're your servants who've come to buy food. We're honest men, we're all the sons of one man. We're not spies. No. You've come to see the land's weak points. We, your servants, are twelve brothers, the sons of one man in Canaan. The youngest one's with our father and the other one's dead. It's just as I've said, you are spies. But I'll test you this way, by Pharaoh's life, none of you will leave this place unless your youngest brother gets here. Pick one among you to go and bring your youngest brother here. The rest of you guys will be in prison. This is the way your words will be tested. If you don't, by Pharaoh's life, you're all spies. Then Joseph had them all thrown into prison after they decided not to roll with what Joseph had proposed. After three days, Joseph released them all, except for one, Simeon. He told the rest that the next time they were to go buy food from Egypt, they had to bring their youngest brother with them to prove that they're not spies. The nine brothers returned to their father Jacob. They told him what had happened, how the governor took Simeon away into prison, and more. After they finished telling him about the trip, they opened their sacks to show him the food they got, but they found their money in it with the food. Then Jacob said, You've saddened me. Joseph's dead, Simeon's gone, and now, you want to take Benjamin? Everything's against me. Go kill my two sons, if I don't bring back Benjamin to you. Said Reuben, Leave him under my control, and I'll return him to you. My son won't go with you. Look, his brother's dead, and he's now left alone. What if something tragic happens to him on the way? then you'll take my grey hairs to the grave with suffering. After they've almost eaten all the food they bought from Egypt, Jacob told them to go back into Egypt and buy more food. Then Judah said, 
the man gave a serious warning, you won't see my face unless your brother's with you. If you let our brother go with us, we'll go and buy the food. But if you don't let him, we won't go buy the food. The man said, you won't see my face unless your brother's with you. Why do you guys treat me so badly by telling that man you had another brother? He specifically asked us about ourselves and our families. Said one of the brothers, is your father still alive? Do you have a younger brother? We answered his questions. Were you expecting us to know that he'll say, bring over here your younger brother? Let him go with me, added Judah, and we'll go. That way, none of us will die, but instead, live. You, our children, and ourselves will live. I'll be responsible for him, and you'll require him from me. If I don't return him, I'll take the blame forever. If we hadn't delayed, we could have returned for the second time by now. Then Jacob let them take Benjamin with them to Egypt. But Jacob also had them take a present for the governor of Egypt, a little balm, honey, spices, myrrh, pistachio nuts, and almonds. He also had them take double the money for payment, because when they came back, they found their money in their sacks. Then the ten brothers packed up, and they went to Egypt. When they arrived, the Egyptian soldiers took them to the governor's home. When they realized that they were being taken to the governor's home, they became nervous. They thought it was because of the money they found in their sacks. When they arrived at the governor's home, they said to the administrator, Sir, we came here for the first time to buy food. But when we left at the place where we were going to stay for the night, we opened our sacks and found the full amount of money we used to buy the food, right on the top of our sacks. Look, we've returned the money, along with extra money to buy food. We have no idea who put our money in our sacks. The brothers had no idea that Joseph had their money placed in their sacks before they were given their sacks. Then the administrator told them, Don't worry, it was your God, the God of your fathers, that put the money there. I've received your payment. Then Simeon was released from prison, making the brothers' anxiety relieved. Their feet were washed, their donkeys were fed, and they waited for the governor to arrive. They also had no idea that Joseph had already seen Benjamin before they arrived at the governor's home. When Joseph arrived, he asked them about their father, if he were still alive. They told him that he was still alive and they bowed down to him. This reminded Joseph about his dreams. Then Joseph took a look at Benjamin and asked them if he was the youngest brother they mentioned. Then Joseph said, God have mercy on you my son. Joseph was moved with emotion in seeing his younger brother again after a long time, the one who had no part in his other brother's hatred. So he left the room quickly and entered his own room. There, he cried. Then he washed his face and went back into the room and said, Serve the food. The servants served the food to Joseph's brothers and everyone who was going to eat there. They gave Benjamin five times more food. The Egyptians that were going to eat there sat separate from Joseph's brothers. They did this because it's repulsive for Egyptians to eat with Hebrews at the same table. The people ate, drank, and feasted with Joseph. In the morning, Joseph's brothers packed up, took their sacks filled with grain, and left. But they didn't go far when the Egyptian soldiers arrived and stopped them from continuing their trip back to Canaan. Why have you guys repaid good with evil? Said one of Joseph's servants, you've stolen my master's cup. He uses it for divination. What you've done is terrible. What? Why does my Lord suggest such a thing? We would never do anything like that. We've brought back the money that we found on top of our sacks. Now, how can it even cross our minds to steal from your master's home silver or gold? Whoever's found with the cup, he'll die. You've suggested your own punishment. The one who has the cup will be the slave. The rest of you will go free from guilt. 
Joseph's brothers quickly took the sacks off their donkeys so that the sacks can be searched. The cup they found in Benjamin's sack. When the brothers realized that the cup was found with Benjamin, they ripped their clothes, packed up, and went straight into the governor's home. They had no idea that it was Joseph that had the cup placed in Benjamin's sack. Joseph was still there, and he said to his brothers, What have you done? Didn't you know that I can practice divination? What can we say to our Lord? What are we able to say? God had found out our sin. Now, we're all your slaves. No way, I'll never do that. The person who was found with the cup will be my slave. Then Judah made an extensive speech, where he offered himself to be Joseph's slave instead of Benjamin. Then Joseph couldn't control his emotions around those around him, so he quickly ordered that they all leave. Then Joseph cried very loudly. He then said to his brothers, I'm Joseph. Is my father still alive? His brothers became speechless. They hadn't known that Joseph was actually the governor of Egypt. But then Joseph continued, Come near to me. It's me. Your brother Joseph. I'm the one you've sold into Egypt. Now calm down, there's no need to be angry with yourselves because you've sold me here. God sent me ahead of you all to save lives. The land has had famine for two years already, and no one's going to plant and harvest for another five years. God had sent me ahead of all of you to preserve prosperity for you on earth, along with saving your lives by this amazing act of deliverance. Look now, you didn't send me here, God did. God made me a father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household, and governor over all of Egypt. Joseph told his brothers to quickly get Jacob into Egypt. Then, Joseph kissed and cried with his brothers. Soon, Pharaoh got news that Joseph's brothers had arrived, so he gave them carts, clothes, money, and other provisions. Joseph's brothers used these provisions for taking everything they had to Egypt, just as Pharaoh had planned. Sometime later, Joseph and Jacob saw each other again. It had been 22 years since they'd last met. They cried on each other for quite some time. Then Joseph presented his brothers and Jacob to Pharaoh. After 17 years, Jacob made Joseph swear to him that he won't be buried in Egypt, but in Canaan. So Joseph swore that he wouldn't bury his father in Egypt, but instead, in Canaan. A short time after, Joseph heard that his father was sick. So he took both of his sons to Jacob, so that he could bless them. Then Jacob blessed Joseph's two sons. Jacob's death was coming close, so he called his twelve sons together. When they arrived, he said to them, Gather together, because I'm going to tell you all what will happen in the future. Assemble and hear me, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. Reuben, you're my firstborn. You're my strength and in the beginning of my power, first in importance and in power. But you went astray as water. You won't be first no longer, for you got into your father's bed and defiled it. You got into my bed. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their knives are vicious weapons. May I never enter their council or their assembly. In their anger, they kill men. On their whim, they torture oxen. Their anger, which is strong, and their fury, which is cruel, are cursed. I'll disperse them throughout Jacob. I'll scatter them throughout Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the necks of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow to you. Judah's a young lion, my son, you return from the kill. He crouches and lies down like a lion or a lioness, who dares to bother him. The scepter won't depart from Judah, or the staff from his descendants until Shiloh comes and the people's obedience belongs to him. He ties his donkey to a vine. He ties the colt of his donkey to a branch. He washes his clothes in wine, his robe in the juice of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth are whiter than snow. Zebulun will live by the seashore. 
He will be a harbor for ships. His territory will be next to Sidon. Dan will judge his people as one of Israel's tribes. Dan will be a snake by the road, a viper beside the path, that bites the horse's heels, causing its rider to fall back. I wait for your salvation, O Lord. Gad will be attacked by troops, but he'll troop on their heels. From Asher, food will be rich. He'll provide royal delicacies. Naphtali is a swift messenger, who gives good words. Joseph is a disciplined and educated son, a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine beside a spring. His branches climb up the wall. The archers attacked him, shot at him, and envied him, but his bow remained steady. His strong arms were made swift by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob, by the name of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, by the God of your father who helps you, and by the Almighty who blesses you with blessings of the heavens above, of the deep that lies below, and of the breast and womb. May the blessings of your father top those of my ancestors to the height of the eternal hills. May they rest on Joseph's head, on the crown of the prince of his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. He devours the prey in the morning and divides the plunder in the evening. Then Jacob died while surrounded by all of his sons. As soon as Jacob died, Joseph kissed him and cried. Joseph then gave orders for Jacob's corpse to be embalmed. After forty days, the embalming was finished, and the Egyptians mourned for Jacob for seventy days. After the seventy days ended, Pharaoh gave Joseph permission to bury Jacob in Canaan. All of Pharaoh's officials, the senior courtiers, all the senior officials of Egypt, and Jacob's family attended the funeral in Canaan. When the funeral was over, Joseph returned to Egypt with everyone who went with him to the funeral. Joseph lived to the age of 110 and saw his great-grandkids. Then, on his deathbed, he said to his brothers, I'm about to die. But God will truly visit you, and take you out of this land. He'll take you to the land that he swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God will truly visit you, and you'll take my bones away from here. Joseph died at the age of 110. The Egyptians embalmed him, and then they put him into a coffin.